1: Comics. Hello everybody and welcome back to a surprise and very special episode of the Talking Comics Podcast. It is Friday, December 22nd and you're listening to episode 629.5, that's what we're going to call it, 629.5 because I said so. Uh, I am your host Aaron Amos and joining me for this week's show are Miss Mrs. Ronwin Kelly Say. <laughs>
2: And don't forget the registered biological safety officer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that
1: one. In case you were all confused, that's the one I'm talking about. We also have Eisner Award winning Dr. Professor Carolyn Coca.
3: Uh, tonight I'm going by Bad Wolf, but yes. Yes. Oh. chop.
1: Moving on. <laughs> and John. So,
3: yep,
4: yep,
1: <laughs> John Burkle is here. Just, Just me. No, no. Nothing else to it. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, again, like I said before, this is a very special episode of the podcast. We've teased this a couple times in the past about doing a Doctor Who catch-up, and that's exactly what we're doing. A Doctor Who catch-up, as you may know. There have been three very special episodes uh, that have been airing on Disney+. Plus. If you don't have Disney+, Plus, I'm sorry about your struggles, but get it watch them and then cancel it because they're that good you might get a free weekend you might get a free week you might get a free weekend (laughs) i'm sure someone somewhere hit somebody up someone has it somewhere you'll find a way you'll find a way anyway we're going to talk a little bit about how we how much we love doctor who a little bit about our origin stories of doctor who and then go into the episodes doing a little bit of a breakdown here and there of each episode the things we loved i will warn you there will be spoilers i'm not holding back (laughs) we're going open kimono, folks. Ooh. Whatever you see, you see. Whatever you hear, you hear.
2: River's wearing her hair flat today.
1: (laughs) So I'm just telling you, just telling you, (laughs) if you haven't watched these episodes, take a second, cue them up, watch them, and then come back. That's all I'm saying. Worth it. All right. So like I said, before we decided to get together and follow through on that promise we made many, many, many months ago. About combining our collective Doctor Who nerd brains to discuss the new episodes that dropped on Disney Plus, bringing back our favorite companion, Donna Noble. You notice know, how I started with Donna? And, you know, yeah. the Doctor mm-hmm. is sort of secondary. And arguably is the second best Doctor, the new generation. Oh, Dave, here uh, it comes. Uh, <laughs>
4: I, said,
1: I said arguably.
4: Yeah.
3: There will be
1: arguably. Feel free to tom
4: baker.
0: <laughs> feel, feel free to argue we can edit it out now are we gonna go original doctors
1: and new no, doctors new, just new doctors uh, of the original i would have to agree probably tom baker no i'm mean, because yes. I, I have i have a favorite old doctor then i have a favorite new doctor
0: i kind of yes. discern it that way what's your favorite <laughs> old doctor tom baker that's my okay. that's
1: my entry point i think yeah. it's a lot of people's entry point yeah i would agree Mm-hmm. I would agree. So about that. It's, if, if you're someone who's our age, probably yeah, because I think that's probably when we we probably each discovered it the same way, you know, on PBS somewhere, and mm-hmm. you know, why don't we or talk TBO
2: if you're Canadian?
1: <laughs> no, Sorry, <laughs> there you go for our brethren from the north. <laughs> for our brethren from the north, yes. <laughs> Uh, who just can't seem to get that DC universe, blah, 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 working. But no, all apparently same. not No. Uh, but, but
2: we got healthcare, but not DC.
1: <laughs> that's true. Listen, you know what? I, I think that's a, we have DC, uh, but no healthcare. Uh, exactly. a, I, I, I think you're winning, uh, but, uh, but in any event, um, let's do a little bit of that. Talk a little bit about our origin stories where doctor who is concerned, um, who wants to go first? All I mean, right, I Carolyn. Oh, okay.
3: uh, no. yes, no. It's, it's it's what you said. It's what you said. Um, it, that seventies uh, PBS Tom Baker, mm-hmm. uh, and we're apparently all about the same age. So I think we all have kind of a similar story. Mm-hmm. Way you know, if it, if you're grabbed at that particular single, you're in the single digits kind of age then um, that's probably who is going to make that mark on you. So Tom Baker, for sure. Um, and I can talk more about post-2005 Doctors after others talk about their first Doctor.
1: Yeah. when? <laughs> what about you?
2: Uh, sa- well, same, Tom Baker. Um, my parents were huge Doctor Who fans, and so I've kind of been watching Doctor Who since I was in utero.
1: <laughs> You're a legacy Who
4: fan.
2: I'm a legacy Who fan. And... Generational Who. <laughs> Exactly. Um, So that my they were like hippies, hardcore hippies. And so there was very little TV in our house. We weren't really allowed to watch a lot. It was extremely monitored. Um, (laughs) The TV was monitored more than the weed, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, (laughs) But um, Doctor Who was one thing that we were consistently watching as a family. So it was me and my parents when I was very young. And then when my brother came along, he joined us even as an infant, same sort of deal. And we would sit and we would watch the same episode on Thursday nights and on Saturday nights because it was aired in the both time slots. And we would, as soon as we got a VCR, we would tape them so you could put mm-hmm. the four half hour episodes together for the arc. <laughs> and we would watch them all again in a row when they were all taped together. So it was a whole thing. Um uh, it was sort of a, a bond, family bonding kind of event was doctor
4: who.
1: John what about you?
0: Pretty similar. I was obviously as I'm a comic nerd so I knew of doctor who before I actually saw doctor who because I would check out books from the library and there was like sci- science fiction television books and there would be like a picture of of uh John Pertwee and then uh, Tom Baker. And so I had an idea of what it was but I didn't I didn't have access to it but when I was about I don't know, about nine, 10 years old on Saturday nights, I was allowed to stay up later and I figured out that it was on and I was just, I was enraptured. Um, I would, you know, it was 10 30 to midnight every Saturday night. I watched whatever it was. It was, it was originally Tom Baker. They, we didn't get the first three until later. Um, But I, I would, I would tape them. I had beta max of, of them. Cause My mother was convinced that Betamax was the future. So we had a Betamax. Um, (laughs) It was better technology, but we were way off on that one. Um, So that same thing. And then, you know, just it, it almost. I mean, I just I I always I still tape them on PBS on Saturday nights. I have them on my DVR now. And I don't know if people realize I mean, sure, people our age do. We didn't have access to a thousand channels we nope. science, fic, science fiction was hard to find you could yeah. i watched star trek reruns of the original mm-hmm. series i watched the next generation and i watched doctor who those mm-hmm. were those were what i could guarantee to find and so mm-hmm. that was you know that was pretty impactful but i would say
1: tom baker fourth doctor is my entry point as well Yeah. you know the more i'm thinking about it i think maybe the third doctor was my entry point who was in the 70s pertwee uh, pertwee so yeah, yeah i think that was
0: that's when they okay. lost their budget and they couldn't travel, so he they couldn't, turned not yes. a legit spawn Doctor Who. He
1: yeah. was like trapped with Unit yeah. or something. Yeah, was yeah that, where,
0: sure. that was where a Unit was introduced. Yeah.
1: So my introduction is actually on PBS, like we said earlier, but I think it was primarily... I I, I have images of watching it around six, seven years old uh, at my grandfather's house, or my grandparents' house rather. You know, my grandmother lived there as well, so I guess it was both their homes. <laughs> um, my, my grandparents' house... Partially because I used to love two shows on PBS. One was The Electric Company.
0: Hell yeah. Nice. Hell yeah.
1: And the other was Zoom. Uh, Oh, yeah. So I I think my grandparents would just, you know, plot me in front of it, put, you know, whatever, whichever one was on. And then I think it would just roll into, you know, some episode of Who or something like that. And then that would just keep me sort of sitting there for a while and that was sort of the image and I, I just had these ideas these like images of these like trash cans with plungers on their noses sort of <laughs> rolling all over the place and I couldn't explain it because no one else I was you know that I was right? watching it yeah it was this like, is yeah, it what?
2: that what was it it was impossible about? to get anyone to understand what you were talking about <laughs> I was
1: like yeah it's the thing with the guy and the, the robots with the no, plungers on their faces and exterminate They're like, "Uh uh-huh, let's go play with our lightsabers. I'm like, all right, forgot it. That's whatever. (laughs) So, you know, it was a rough upbringing. You know, we're we're, we're OG nerds. We had to suffer. We struggled so that you can thrive.
3: Mm -hmm. Yes, it is true. It was was the same years. Like you're talking about, you know, it was was playing with lightsabers, playing Super Friends,
4: Mm -hmm. playing
3: battle yep. of the planets i know we could go on at like yeah. about that yep. Yep. and tom baker doctor who they were all like you mm-hmm. know 75 to 80 yeah
1: yeah the yeah. yeah pretty mm-hmm. much
3: 15 years <laughs>
1: so he should thank us for paving the way for you all anyway yeah. so like we said we're going to go through these episodes um i know some of us did a little bit of a catch-up uh before coming here today, after watching the episodes, what thoughts did it for, for, first of all, who, who all did a catch up? Who all, who all did a, a little recent watch to us? Okay. So maybe some of us is just one of us. Uh, <laughs> I, I watched, <laughs> no, I went back and I
0: watched the day of the doctor. And oh, okay. I some of that. I, I, that was the, that was the last tenant as doctor who.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah. and then that was the one with, uh, Matt Smith. That's and then it. that's with the war doctor and mm-hmm. then Tom yeah. Baker shows up. And that was, kind of leading into this where tom baker says you'll be seeing your faces in the future and then that you know when jody whitaker regenerated into david Mm -hmm. Tennant, it was you know kind of a callback to that and then you know yeah so um i think i watched that and then i watched uh i watched a couple of the capaldi um episodes recently too but it's a bit it's hard to find now it's on hbo max so i found it finally it's just it's moved around like yeah. the new ones are on Disney but the old ones yeah. are on PAX and it's all a little that weird um, that they're split
1: in two places but yeah, yeah. so all but the Carolyn, streaming wars the streaming wars it really is Carolyn you you watch specific episodes that were you you were inspired by <laughs> or inspired uh, to watch actually after watching these
3: right so I went back and you know I, I didn't have a plan. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I just thought, you know, I haven't watched these in a while, so I'll go back and watch a couple. And it was like, I went back and just watched a couple, um, you know, 10th Doctor ones that I liked. And then it was like, all right, I think I'll just go back a little further. Okay, I guess I'll watch a couple of these Christopher Eccleston (laughs) ones. Okay, I guess I'll. So then what wound up happening is that in the last couple weeks, I've watched like a handful of 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th Nice.
4: Uh, mm-hmm. so, Spread it
3: around. Uh, yeah. Those critical you know, critical so, path viewing. Mm-hmm. Right, and so and and the funny thing is, when I was kind of realizing what my favorite ones were, or the ones that I gravitate toward, it's almost always the finales. For one thing. Yeah. Um, and it also kind of cuts a path through River Song that I wasn't really conscious of until I started to watch all these in a row from different doctors, like on the same day. Um. Mm-hmm. And it also, I it be, because I was only watching a few here and there of the ninth and 10th and 11th Doctors, in, in real time, that's when I started to kind of fall off. And part of that was about having a child, as a young child, <laughs> and that kind of thing that really mm-hmm. gets in the way of the TV watching. But part of it, I think, was fatigue. Like, at, at the time, to me, it felt like the the latter part of Matt Smith and a lot of the Capaldi ones and not so much Jodie Whittaker. That's a different issue. But it, it felt to
4: me <laughs> like,
3: like oh look. Yeah. Look
0: like, oh, no. I mean, uh,
3: she's a great actress. Oh, I, she's amazing. They never
0: wrote the show for her. Justice
2: exactly. for fucking Jodie. Excuse yes. me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Writing was not there for her. Um, no. But, Writing so, for women in general is not great, with especially in science fiction. Yeah. But yeah.
3: So yeah. I started getting this kind of fatigue, and I couldn't have honestly before the last two weeks, I couldn't have named to you the names of the episodes that I kind of even vaguely remembered. Whereas for the ninth and tenth and early eleventh doctors, I would be like, this one, this one, this one, this mm-hmm. one, yeah. this. one the must sees. So now I feel a little better about my fandom. In that, mm-hmm. it would be like, oh yeah, it was really these five Capaldi episodes. These were really standouts. Mm-hmm. And there were you know, a few Jodie Whittaker ones too, especially the one with uh, with Ruth. Um, I think that was pretty great.
4: Mm-hmm, because of Ruth. Yeah,
3: because of Ruth. So yeah. Yeah, I know that I know that we're trying to run a tight ship tonight, but I would be happy if we had time at the end to kind of discuss a few favorites from the modern era, or sure. the old,
4: mm-hmm. even
3: if we could, and and we could even you know just like recommend eps to people who don't have the time to go through. Um, uh, Always. While
0: we're on her, does anybody else have a problem with the whole timeless or the, the yes. timeless child? And child. Yes. I, I hate All that right. assertion.
1: I'm here sorry. I don't mean to no, hijack no, no. the show, but. No, no, no. Let me just stop that. here and just say, this is for you, Dan. <laughs> Continue.
4: You're coming oh, no. of nerds. I, <laughs> I,
1: love, I love the
0: Gallifrey hierarchy. I like mm-hmm. that he's a rogue time Lord and that he and the master and Romana and all these other ones are out and about. And the Gallifreyans are this rigid, like class of people. And then the whole, like he's the original, like time Lord child, the timeless child. And they basically swapped his DNA or her DNA or their DNA. And it's just, you didn't need to do that. That was, that was a, a reach. That was almost like a, a Aaron, you'll get this, this little, Thing here it was the Mark Millering of Doctor <laughs> Who. It
4: How was dare it, you.
0: It was poor writing. It was a leap because they. It was the know- Mitreclorians of Doctor. Yes, Who. thank you. That's another. <laughs> they didn't wow. know. What, they did not know what to do with Jodie yeah. Whitaker. and they were writing it still like it was Capaldi or mm-hmm. Tenet, and they're like, oh, we'll just we'll just do this, and it's like, it, it's I'm I'm glad that it's still acknowledged, but I still they they I
1: hope it gets covered up and maybe fixed in the, the Russell T Davies returning. I'll be honest. I didn't hate the time child thing. Here's the thing. I didn't hate it. I, I didn't hate it when it was first being introduced mm-hmm. because I hoped that it would give Jody oh. something to make Jody yeah. mm-hmm. center and stand yeah. out in the series. Yes. Didn't exactly happen that way. Um, but I liked the idea of giving her something that made her doctor special. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't like, I didn't love the idea that she was like, you know, there was like some like eugenics type, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. weird genetic thing that made choices an were entire, made, yeah, yeah, entire race of people. I didn't love that. No. I I didn't love that it was that. I would have loved. If there had been some relation to it, some impact, some something, I don't know. That just wasn't so gory and so weird yeah. about, yeah, we, we basically built this race of people. I'm like, eh, you're skating a very fine line there. Oh, and
0: then we, and then we wipe your memory, even though we're all based off yeah. of you, just so that you don't know it.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. that's just that I will say it all, it did give, I guess in my mind, sort of like, it opened up the doors to limitless, possibility, limitless possibilities for the doctor to make the doctor a little bit more than I guess we're going to say your average Gallifreyan, if you want to call it that. So it almost like explains that. Don't know if it needed to be there. I like, I like that they're just they've always been just this rogue time lord yeah. who
0: yeah. doesn't like the rigidness of society. They're a little re- yeah. rebellious. rebellious. Um, but in this one, Tenet says he's only two thousand years old. So, well, he's then he's then he was like, "I'm a billion
1: years old" at one point. Yeah, he's, he did say no, that. He did say him. that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So. But I,
3: I assumed that was counting the Capaldi. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the pounding. Well, yeah, I was like,
1: what was that? Like seven billion years? He said in there. Yeah. Like hitting the diamond.
3: Yeah, I watched it yesterday. Talk about commitment.
0: That, no, was that was a r- that was a rough one. That was like yeah. that great
3: episode. Great episode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It? I really. It? Point, I, I just want to say about Go the Midorian thing, though. That's what bothers me about it. Mm-hmm. That that I for one thing I like the every man who doesn't like the hierarchy kind mm-hmm. of thing. Also, that you you can you, it. What was kind of underlying that before, just like what underlay the original Star Wars movies, is like anybody can be this person. Yes. You don't have to be kind. Yeah. You just yeah. have to care. You just have to have empathy and you can True. be. The best. Yeah. And for me, you are created in a lab or born with a lot of metachlorians or whatever. Well, exactly. The,
0: the, yeah. The divine this child
2: is what is, you nailed it, Carolyn, when you said like anyone could be mm-hmm. this person, anyone could aspire to be this hero. Right. And that's, that was sort of the basis. You know, upon which I think the appeal and like the mass appeal and the longevity of Doctor Who was based, but also from m- my particular perspective as a scientist, I struggle. I love science fiction, and I can be very sucked into a story and very like that. You like you can tell me the sky's is purple as long as you stay in, like internally consistent. I'm cool with that. I'm like, yeah, okay. The sky is purple. We're, we're good. Let's just do this. You know, I, I can probably in my head, I can make that work. I understand refractive index. I'm good. You know, <laughs> but if you try and explain it to me, you're not going to get there. Yeah. You're going to trip yeah. up on a detail. You're going to find yeah. yourself way, like way too in the weeds to maintain that internal consistency that you need for believability. Yeah.
3: Just yeah. say who it is. Exactly. This is it. Yeah.
2: You know, yeah.
4: you
3: have to keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
2: know, like I, yeah. It's the KISS method mm-hmm. straight up. It's science fiction. We're going yeah. beyond the realm of what we have great explanation for, for a reason. Don't try and explain it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I also always liked, the, and this, my, this is the political scientist in me, I always liked that the Gallifreyans, I always saw them as kind of as an allegory for the conservative British party, the sure. old way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And every time... The shit hits the fan and they need help. They go after the liberal yeah. science, ba- the guy who's questioning everything yeah. out amongst the people to come and save the day. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I that's what I always liked about it. And so by changing it so drastically, uh, that was my hiccup on it. So, yeah.
1: I think I do trust RTD to to sort of write his way out of it or around it or in mm-hmm. some way to rebrand it
4: or, or, or don't, don't acknowledge it just don't acknowledge exactly. it
1: yeah or that you know, or a-
0: any of the above I suppose
1: <laughs> oh um, I bet they'll I bet they'll figure something out. So there's a second part of this conversation that I think due to its relationship to and I say this because this is again for you Dan uh, a second part of this conversation due to its relationship to episode three that will I, I will try to remember to circle back around to then. Um, But I guess in the meantime, we could probably just hop right into the episodes. What say you? Sounds good. All right. So episode one, Doctor Who, the Star Beast. The Doctor is caught in a fight to the death as a spaceship crash lands in London. Uh, But as the battle wreaks havoc, destiny is converging on the Doctor's old friend, Donna
2: a.k.a. Justice for Donna, a.k.a. All
4: the Crying. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, all the above. So what do we say, just going around the room, what would we, we, we say were our first impressions of, sort of revisiting this space? Because um, I think most of us uh, will say that Donna is one of our favorites, if not our favorite companion, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and was there far too short. Um, I think maybe in my mind she runs... A close parallel to, to Bill, mm. um, mm-hmm. who I really, really loved. Yeah, that uh, was great. Uh, you know, I, I she there's just this... I always love when the companion and the doctor have a deeply rooted friendship that is not sexual tension. Yes. 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 That is just a love for each other and a love for what they are doing together,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and I always think back to that speech of that, that the doctor, you know, gave to Donna's mother after she returned home about, you know, there are, you know, galaxies out there who worship her, et cetera, et cetera. And it almost brings tears to my mm-hmm. eyes just to think about it. Um, because he was saying that not as a lost love, but as a lost friendship, which to me was more impactful, uh, then I would say that was even more impactful than, you know, Rose being stuck in this other little dimension or whatever, mm-hmm. and Martha just being dropped off on Earth, I don't know, whatever. But, you know, I felt like it was just, it it just had such depth behind it, and for it to end that way, it was like gut-wrenching. But, oh, my no, God, that amazing. was the yeah. worst. But, but what were some of our first impressions coming coming back to this this world? Go ahead. Uh, you look like you
2: had to, oh. Um, I okay. So I was so happy to see Donna. Oh my God, I was so happy to see Donna and to hear Donna because Donna's particular vernacular and her way of speaking and the way she just immediately goes right after the doctor has always always made me so happy. Like she's hilarious, and I love the chemistry between her and Tennant as friends. Like even just between like Catherine Tate and David Tennant, like. Their friends and it shows, and it's just glorious, you know. And I, I think, I think hearing her say, Oi, skinny man,
4: <laughs> made
2: me like it just gave me chills. Like, honestly, I think I had goosebumps because I was just like, Oh, finally, oh, she's back. Like, <laughs> yeah, and because that you're right, that last episode with her was gut wrenching, it was just. To have her go through this whole process as the companion and to... She had such an incredible development arc as a person. And to go from this sort of, like, kind of fluffy, kind of, like, non-critical thinking person to somebody who... Has a lot of compassion and empathy. Is still super snarky and still, you know, she didn't lose anything of herself. She grew as a person quite significantly through this incredible series of experiences. And I would like to hope, and I would like to think that that's something that I would, I would do were I in a similar situation. You know, that I would use that experience to grow as a person and to have all of that ripped away from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I would have rather died. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. Well, I, <laughs> I could
1: was... see it in her face. She, she. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. Was, it was was
1: not going willingly.
2: No. Jesus. That was so cruel. It was I so like waiting 15 years for this was worth it.
1: I will say I forgot to mention the the primary cast for this episode, David Tennant, Catherine Tate, Yasmin Finney as Rose Noble, yes. uh Carl Collins as Sean Temple, and uh where is it? And Jacqueline King as Sybil Noble, uh Donna's mother.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's the you others, know, the meep and all that stuff. But you know. <laughs> If oh my god, know, the meep! You know. The meep, you
2: know. How was the meep cuter in the second half of the episode than in the first?
1: <laughs> Bizarre.
2: I don't know how they did that, but the little angled eyes and the
3: and the I teeth, didn't. and I was dying.
1: <laughs> didn't trust that thing from the start, but was, uh, mm-hmm. Carolyn, Carolyn, what about you?
3: Um, well, yeah, I, I had a similar reaction, which was just like. You know, just really excited to see them both with a very strong undercurrent of please let this be good. Please let this yeah. be, good. <laughs> you know, like I've waited 15 years for this. Please don't disappoint us. And I will say just straight off the bat about all three, I loved all three. I had a great time. Um, you know, watched them twice, and I did feel like it was justice for Donna for sure, because that ending was awful. Um, my daughter, who's now 17. Um, is not a Doctor Who watcher. I mean, she's come in and out of the room while I've been watching it, and that's about it. Was not, It's. I mean, doesn't like sci-fi, doesn't love it. Um, and so she said, can I watch the first one with you again? Because it's all over social media that it's positive, and I want to see what that's all about. So this is related to Donna. I'm not going too far off the track. So, no, no, gonna... I said, OK, but first you need a little bit of background and they're going to look at the camera and tell you this right in the beginning, which, by the way, and eh, thumbs down for that. That was weird. But, you know, like it just looked bad. I didn't like it. They could have just shown, I think, clips instead. Yeah. But anyway, so I showed her honestly no more than like six minutes of the end of Journey's End, basically from the time they walk back onto the TARDIS. And she's talking and she's saying, this is where we're going to go. And how do you know that? Because it's in your head. So it's in my head, you know, binary, 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 right? So I showed her that. Now, she has never seen an episode with the two of them, right? In five minutes, both of us were like,
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and I, mean,
3: I, had, mm-hmm. I had plenty of context behind it to get to that point. She had zero and that's how well re- well written and well acted that scene is that she got there immediately. And she was like, all right, show me the new one. Let's go. I'm like, awesome. yeah, you can watch it in 15 years. Cause that's how long I had to <laughs>
1: <laughs> see you in your thirties. <laughs>
3: yeah. Same thing I pulled with her when I showed her the first star, Oh, sorry, when I, we got to the empire strikes back And she looked at me with her big blue eyes and said, is it true? Is he really Luke's father? I said, well, you have to wait three years to find out. Cause (laughs) (laughs)
4: it
1: was like the rest of us.
3: That was my first movie. (laughs) So (laughs) Anyway, uh, thumbs up all around. I had, there were a couple moments that I thought were clumsy, but they were clearly well meant. So I was behind them. I loved the chemistry between those two. I loved that tenant was not playing the 10th doctor. Like he was somehow playing the billion year old doctor. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. nailed that. The 10th face. Yeah. Um, And I mean, I knew he could carry that kind of gravity, not just from Dr. Who, but like Broadchurch, which by the Broadchurch is an excellent series written by Chris Chibnall the same guy who wrote these Jodie Whittaker episodes and you would, it's hard to, it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that that's the same person writing mm-hmm. those sets of things because they're just so different. Broadchurch is just brilliant in every way. Um, you know, female and male characters really well-developed and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two thumbs up.
4: John. Seconded.
0: <laughs> um, I, 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 I loved it. I'll, a little step back when, um, when doctor who rebooted and, uh, it that i was going through a pretty shitty time in my life my first marriage is falling apart every you know just kind of like lost a little bit and those those hit and i remember many a night just watching the 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 first Eccleston and then tenant and it was just like they were my friends they were my you know it was like something that, that took me away from everything mm-hmm. and i i enjoyed rose i got tired of the romantic aspect of it because mm-hmm. i don't expect that um i mean i think in the in the old ones romana was the only ever romantic interest um it's just like i'm trying i i might be off on that but i can't think of and then they just rebooted her too just because of a, of a contract negotiation um anyway uh Martha, they just never did Martha. They just reused Rose scripts and it just yeah. didn't work. Donna, from when she came in with the runaway bride, um, that that special, that was oh, uh, I, I was like, that's that's so fun. And and yeah. there's nothing romantic, there's not, they're just friends. And then that that season, yeah, it was it was too short for that character but it was Uh a perfect evolution of where she started and where she ended. And it's heart rate, you know, it's heartbreaking to watch him walk away from her at the end. Like she can never remember me because she'll die. And I was like, when he regenerated at the end of the Whitaker, I was like, I was blown. I was taken aback. But when this episode started, yeah, it was a little clumsy, but it was like my friends I haven't seen in a very long time are suddenly back together and when she figures it all out and it all connects, oh, that 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 chemistry just can't be it can't be matched. That the these are two of the most symbiotic doctor companions mm-hmm. in the history of the show. And even mm-hmm. though we only got it for three episodes here, I'll take it. Yeah. It, it was yeah. a
1: glorious, fun reunion. Agreed. Agreed. I again, I watched that whole first half with Donna being entirely Donna. Uh, just sitting on the edge of my seat, just saying, just let it happen. Just let it happen. Let her, let her get Mm -hmm. her memory back. Let something, but then at the same time, knowing or understanding what we knew to be the case, not wanting it to happen. And I just, I, I loved every minute of it. There's some other side things about the episode. We introduced Rose Noble. You probably heard me say earlier, who is Donna and Sean's daughter, Mm -hmm. uh, who is played by Yasmin Finney. Um, Awesome, awesome character who is really the link to the meat that we've been talking about earlier. Uh, who is sort of the central character
4: <laughs> to all the,
1: the chaos <laughs> going on in in the episode. Now, I, I will say I didn't know this before, but I was looking up doing a little research and realizing that uh, this story was adapted from a comic. Uh, oh. I did not oh. realize that this is uh, the Star Beast was an adaptation of the comic story Doctor Who and the Star Beast. And as such, saw the first on-screen appearance of the popular Doctor Who magazine antagonist, The Meep, it was by Maria Margolis. I did not know that uh before. I saw that um, hmm. a couple days ago, and I was like, I just realized I'd seen that one to make sure I brought that up. Um, but yeah, we find ourselves you know in a scenario where there's all these things happening around Donna, as always, and she's oblivious to what's happening, her 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 family is intersecting with all of these strange things, and the doctor is just sort of sitting there, as he always did, wondering what is drawing all of this to Donna. Mm-hmm. And finally we find ourselves understanding what's drawing all of it to Donna, and it's the meep mm-hmm. who've been hiding out in the shed with uh with Rose, and <laughs> hilarity ensues. Um, but that leads us to you know, this this great moment where you know, Donna not really knowing why, but willing to risk everything to go with the doctor and in such it cost her her life all right so we thought until we realized that uh her having had a child mm-hmm. uh and passing some of that energy to the child sort of helped her along the way uh and uh also helped rose <laughs> i guess become <laughs> dr rose you know or, you know, Mach 1. I don't know what you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, essentially saving the day, which was an amazing moment. Um, and just the the sort of easiest and I think most complete way to get our new characters up to speed with the relationship between the Doctor and Donna without having to go through 20 minutes of an origin type scenario mm-hmm. or or backup. Um, and I just, uh, you know, just the, the simple ending to that uh that the simple but familiar ending to that where we thought everything was gonna live everyone was gonna live happily ever after, and we thought everyone was gonna go create and then Donna and her coffee, yeah,
4: <laughs>
2: you
4: know, glorious,
2: and, and nice so little throwback yep. i I love the fact that Doctor Who has over the years been consistently both campy and creepy mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. like
2: I. I know I when I was a kid, you know, uh, that music, even, well, to this day, the music of Doctor Who, I hear it and it makes me happy. I hear mm-hmm. the hum of the TARDIS and I'm like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, it is like an instant shot of dopamine in my head. Just the sound of it, you know, um, I'm like Pavlov's dog with a bell.
0: I swear to God. <laughs> it's my, just- it's my ringtone. So Every right. time somebody calls me, I don't pick up. I just let, <laughs> just let it
2: ring. Just let it ring. Just what let voicemail. it
4: ring. a
0: voicemail.
3: Because I, think... I love that though. But
0: no, no, can no, I, no, just, no. Awesome. I just say something
3: about the 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 splitting of the Time Lord brain slash energy between yeah. as a plot point? I totally bought it. I thought it was a brilliant resolution to how Donna is not going to die.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So what? But er, what I was saying earlier, there were things I thought were clumsy. At this is what it was, not what they did, but what they said mm. that that the and it just seemed it's it was very typical Russell in some mm-hmm. ways. Right? like it was brilliant, but it was also like Duh! where they, they said, you know, well, well, you know, we're just we're women. We're going to let it go. And I was like, what the fuck is that? It was like, he said, right? that's the
1: problem with being a male presenting doctor.
3: That was the second part. Okay, so yeah. I was annoyed about that, and then they said a male-presenting doctor wouldn't understand. And now I was—I w- I was like, now I'm just doubly insulted by this. Like, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. understand either one of those lines. And I know they were well meant. We know who this guy is. I mean, we know everything about him, right? Um, but I didn't understand that. I think it's like yeah. he was 98% of the way there and he could have just said something like, they figured out a way to release some of the energy, but they've retained some of it and that's still going to make them special mm-hmm. and show up in the unit show. They're going to show, you know, like they're going to show up later mm-hmm. um, in some spin-off capacity or maybe in the main show and they're going to be helpful, right? And it, they've it, they've that would have been the- so 100%. smart. It
4: yeah. would what? have been so smart
3: can't i mean maybe we'll find out later they retained some of it but making this big show of we're women we were letting go of of power i don't know that just didn't work for me no it was dumb mm-hmm. it was poorly
2: handled
1: yeah. that's interesting um because i was sort of i was sort of thrown a little bit by that uh the letting go of the power and all but i think when i uh, I don't know how to say that. When I was hearing it, I was just like, my thought was, see, this is why women are so much better than us.
4: (laughs) And (laughs) I think that's
2: what they were going for. That was my perception. Um,
1: Why women should rule the world. um, (laughs) I was just like, this is why. Because, you know, we will spend years obsessing over something. And they're just like, eh. Whatever. Just, let yeah, it go.
4: and no. But I, I hear I, your point, though. I get yeah. the
2: intent, but I was with Carolyn on that one. I thought it was clumsy, yeah, that's and I thought there was an opportunity lost here because if there had been a little bit more delicacy, just a hint of, uh in now they, as I said, Doctor Who is synonymous with camp for me, and they managed to carry that through, even though it is more beautiful now. It is more sort of you know slick and polished now, but they still have Mm -hmm. that camp and i love that they keep that so i guess in some way the sort of handling of of that linguistically could be conceived as a sort of extension of that camp but for Mm -hmm. me like the doctor is a perfect kind of analog for transness right and so having this opportunity here where you have this person who you know is rose noble who's Who's trans, and for her to have figured it out because mm. she comes to it from that place, like that, you know, you can just you don't have to obsess about it. You don't have to hold on to it, you can just let it go. You can just be who you want to be or who you feel like you are internally. Like any of these options would have been yeah, smooth yeah. and really kind of tied it into that whole concept that like every time the doctor gets tired or or you know, push too far or anything like that, they regenerate into a new version of themselves. And that could be anything. And they bring a whole new perspective to it because of that. And that is such a beautiful thing to be able to do and celebrate. So I think, like, it, just a hint of a missed opportunity there. Yeah. Although, as you said, Aaron, I think that was the intent mm-hmm. yeah. of the language for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, we yeah. almost stuck the landing. We we had a little bit of a jump, a little bit of a bounce at the just end. A bo- just, a bobble, just
2: a bobble, just a hint. It's you fine. Know, just like the- <laughs>
1: So what do we want to see more of super quickly before we go on to the next one? Uh, Rose noble. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. I would agree with that. Well, I know what I wanted to see more of, but we'll probably talk a little bit about that when we get to the, the, the next one. <laughs> uh, because like I said, Donna and her coffee, once again, <laughs> spills... And off we go on another zany adventure, which leads us to episode two, Doctor Who, Wild Blue Yonder. The TARDIS takes the Doctor and down to the furthest edge of adventure. To escape, they must face the most desperate fight of their lives, and doubtful, uh, but with the fate of the universe at stake. Um, so this one brought, brought us uh, straight into a classic Who caper, you know, between the two of them. Uh, just putting you square almost like it, it i i was sort of like taken back to the the library the silence of the library
4: mm-hmm.
1: um where they sort of land there don't know where they are don't know what's going on but okay let's see what's going on you know my thought is always i'm not leaving the ship you know you're not getting me off the ship we're gonna figure out what's going on but they're always like yeah hey, let's go walk miles and miles and miles away but
2: did anyone else just have a visceral reaction to them walking away leaving the sonic screwdriver in the keyhole though yeah. like I was yep. like what are you
4: doing
1: <laughs> So they they find themselves on this ship and as they are you know <gasps> walking away the doctor basically <laughs> jimmy's the lock to be able to make sure the TARDIS is repairing itself uh, but for whatever reason, the TARDIS vanishes, and you—if you're a, a old school and you know that there's sort of that self-preservation mm-hmm. thing that the TARDIS does, where if there's extreme danger, it, it's like I'm getting the hell out of here. That's I some hot girl shit right there. Basically, like <laughs> I don't care if you on me or not, we're out of here. <laughs> so that's exactly what happened. So of course, now the Doctor and Donna, which is always a good way of sort of exploring exactly how capable and clever they are, because obviously the the biggest. You know safety net is being able to jump in the tardis and and go away so they find themselves you know the farthest edge of the universe on this spaceship trying to figure out what the hell is going on and you know there's some trippy stuff happening uh a couple of a uh, couple of odd visitors that join in uh that really it serves the relationship with these visitors serves two purposes number one gives us that you know, alien of the week or 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 big bad of the week, but also it's a great vehicle for them to sort of catch up and understand what's been happening with each other in the time that has passed since they were together. And Donna sort of holding on to some information that she has that she doesn't necessarily want to share that she has uh, from his memory. but you know it's 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 insight. she she's gotten some insight as to what's been happening while he was away. What's what are some of our first impressions of that, we can just go through that, and then go into sort of what we loved about it. I John, or I'm sorry, go ahead, Brian. Ray. No,
2: I thought um, I I love, and like we'll get into sort of the specifics of this episode, but I really love this three episode arc as a way for the Doctor to finally get some therapy, um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: <laughs>
2: because never has someone needed it more. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, you know, legitimately, he they she has been through so much um and it's just constantly running and that this has actually been addressed in a way that isn't often addressed and you get these little stories and that was always one of the things that i loved about donna and her up her like season was you can sometimes get like little stories you know like they don't have to be these big end of the universe things they can be and they often end up that way but they can start with just a spilled coffee or they can start with, you know, and mm-hmm. she makes that like she just makes it into something special. And, you know, we, we talk about the meep being the thing that's drawing everything to Donna. But I and I think they do explore this a little bit in this sh- in this episode, especially. But I think the meep was just one of the things that was drawn in and uh-huh. it was about catharsis you know it was about the doctor having this need for closure and the doctor having this need for for reconnection and familiarity and and safety in a way that you know he hasn't had in a long time and that donna very much represented so that to me was what i got the most out of this middle episode that i really loved uh was just
3: wow. that that connection
2: again reestablishing that for safety
1: agreed agreed 100 percent, carolyn
3: yeah, I I liked the as a as an arc of 3. I thought this was a smart way to play the middle, which is it's literally just the two of them. Yep. And there's no there's really nothing. Ex- okay, there's the monster of the week, but the monster of the week is basically them. the yeah. two of them. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so No, so really smart. And the way that you design, the way that Dave's designed this monster is that it's basically just giving them another role to talk to each other in a different way than they might be if they're just talking straight to each other. Right. It's, it's, in other words, they would be, normally they would be more roundabout with each other, right. Mm -hmm. Instead of confessing their true feelings, especially the doctor. So I just thought structurally, that was a really clever thing to do. Um, Having said that I would have liked it if there were a little more humor, because I think the two of them doing humor, I, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they're just, well we've already said it they have great chemistry together mm-hmm. and great chemistry but they also have great comedy chemistry so i would have liked a little more of that you know maybe before the stakes got ramped up too high or something um and the other thing i would have the other thing and maybe you guys have a different interpretation of this but i did not love that he did not pick donna at the
1: end no, i hated that <gasps> <Wow>. hated
3: <it>. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> but don't I, you think he did that on purpose
3: I justified no. it.
1: No, no. You didn't think so? Okay.
3: You mean to test and see if it was an alien?
4: Because
1: uh, he almost immediately made that patented tenant face where he just goes like deadpan, like as soon as the door closed behind him. So I was like, oh, okay. He must have had something up his why, sleeve. And why,
3: why bring it on board then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I got nothing. But right, I so just...
3: like, if he was going to bring it somewhere, drop it off quickly. So it was like some kind of prison thing. I don't know, put it in a scarecrow or a mirror. He's done that. (laughs)
4: Um,
3: But, you know, so so I took it like, okay, I guess this is showing us he's tired. He's slipping. Mm -hmm. He's, I don't know, because, because, but but even if that was what it was, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I felt like you're supposed to feel like their bond is so strong, it's unusually strong. It's e- however having now said that it's easy to say that if you just went from like watching the fourth season to watching this, yeah. But when you when you include which I, everything, which I did initially. But when you go through the whole arc of it, what I what I feel like you know Donna's the most special. Donna's my favorite. Whatever is she kind of gets lost in sort of a sea of Clara,
4: mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
3: which no offense to people who love her. I just didn't gravitate toward her that much. Nope. And, and, and the unbelievable angst about whenever she's in danger, the unbelievable crying, screaming, rending of clothes when she's dying, you know, by comparison, the way that that same Dr. Capaldi reacts to Bill, it's like, Oh, okay. I guess Bill's dead. Yeah. Right.
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: I'm going to hug her for two seconds uh, right before I die in a couple episodes but it was like so if i had really watched all of it in order and then watched this i guess i would have been like okay yeah maybe he doesn't remember donna that well or something but if you just go from the fourth season to these then it felt inexplicable to me that he would do that
1: i guess you're right because i guess in theory it's been seven for him has been seven billion years since he
3: right <laughs> he yeah. saw Donna. he might miss a nuance <laughs> yeah,
1: here and there i guess that's probably true yeah, I didn't. I didn't. We're not going to go into the the Clara thing, but I struggled with Clara. Um, I probably liked her more with Capaldi because he kind of didn't care mm-hmm. about her her crap sometimes. Um sometimes, but yeah, uh, not to well, the degree. I think. I think. I think the line. Okay, I'll just say this one part. I think the line that distinguished Capaldi from uh, Smith in their relationship, specifically with Clara, is where. He got right in her face and he said, let me be clear.
3: I'm not your boyfriend.
1: I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> and I was just like, thank you. Yes. <laughs> shut that down. Exactly. Now, uh, because I took that to mean you're not going to you know, smack <laughs> me around. You're not going to tell me to shut up all the time. You're not going to do And You're not always going to win, um, which I thought was because I do think she got a little. <laughs> she got a little uppity at times that I didn't think she always deserved. So anyway, back to this <laughs> that was my that was my purging john <laughs> um i got when
0: this one hit i this is the most doctor who of doctor who elements the the tardis just randomly shows up on a spaceship the doctor <laughs> and his companion get out and just decide let's go see what's going on and wander away. I, I, I was expecting to see some outpost of humans that are like on the last ditch fight yep. with some other yep. parallel empire, and the doctor somehow broaches peace and all that. So this it was nice that it was just the two of them. Uh, I enjoyed that. I just, I uh, just my little thought at the end um, when he picked wrong, I did not like it, but I also see that as the point where. Donna maybe realizes he's a little messed up. Like Something's this is not him. the same doctor he's slipping. And we all know that when you have that kind of trauma, things start to to fall by the wayside. And the doctor has always been one of the most confident, even in the, the impeding death of the universe. He's got it. He'll figure it out. And here he, he almost slipped and cost her life and would have unleashed yeah. an unknown alien, upon society or the world the universe so mm-hmm. i didn't like it but i i that's how i started to read it like maybe that yeah. she, she had the memories but now she's got like this isn't right there's something wrong here
1: yeah that kind of makes sense because you have when you, uh, there was also that very odd point at which he literally looks her in the eyes and says i i don't know if i can save your life
4: yeah you yeah. know
1: and you know which is something he rarely you know, he's got to be pushed to the very edge mm-hmm. uh, to to make a statement like that, and I think that had an impact on her as well. He's um, shook. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. the
0: that's the overarching theme of these three is
4: mm-hmm.
0: that he there's there's something off, and that's yeah. why the end of episode three, and I don't want to get too far ahead, is so it it's satisfying. It, it, there, I have a problem with it, but it's satisfying as the character, and then to see where the new Doctor is. When yeah. he's like bouncing around, it's like therapy yeah. helps. Therapy helps.
3: Exactly. So cool. Also yep. very strong thighs helps. Oh, you
4: beautiful thighs. thighs. Oh,
3: my oh, goodness.
2: Wow. Oh, that man doesn't he, we'll, Wow. We'll get he there. Is We'll get there. Okay. Sorry, I'm we'll sorry. We'll get there. We'll okay, get I there. Get you can't mention the thighs and expect me to not go, go non verbal okay? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll okay.
4: We'll get there. Everyone
1: unclenched. It's okay. Deep breaths. Deep rest, all deep breaths. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get there. there.
4: Okay.
1: Um, so the you know, sort of wrapping up this episode, you know, we discover that they're at the very edge of the universe and there is um Let's just say, a, a, a race of people uh, who have slipped through, uh, I guess, the veil between the universes, the, universe is the veil between the nothing and where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this episode, the doctor calls upon superstition, which he he recognizes right away was probably a bad idea because it could have some impact, you know, down the line. He's going to come back to bite him, and you know that it did. Uh, but we found that out as we returned to Earth, and then we found ourselves in the middle of what appeared to be some bizarre chaos, uh, uh, but before we got there, Oh, the door we opening, were, we were, we were met with, uh, I don't even know how to, it's, we it's were so fitting. With, this was his final, yes. this is his final job. This is his final we were, act. Yep. We were met with Wilfred Mott. Yep. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: granddad, too much. granddad, granddad, granddad. I, I, I could not, could not <laughs> contain myself. Yeah. <laughs> when I was watched that, I was both like standing up in my own living room while at the same time like going weak at the knees because mm-hmm. I love that guy. I, yeah. I he was I would have loved for him to have been like a full season companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, with the doctor. Just yep. the reverence he had for him and just the, the the unconditional confidence he had in the doctor was just something to to behold i just i loved it and the the faith he had in him to give his granddaughter to a complete stranger yeah for the sole purpose of making her life extraordinary or showing her actually that she is as as extraordinary as her adventures are going to Mm -hmm. prove to her i just thought was amazing but that that was just the the perfect ending to sort of you know Caused me to nearly want to drink, you know. At, no,
2: at I wish I'd been there watching with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mr. Bernard Cribbins, man. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, right in the uh, fields. Four, four one out. <laughs> or mm-hmm. one out for Wolf.
2: Aww.
1: Well, no, Wolf is fine. Wolf is a uh, Bernard. Not so much. But yeah. Wolf, Wolf is fine. Wolf is off shooting the Please. moles.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But <laughs> that that then, you know, we get to episode three. Uh, Doctor Who, The Giggle. Here we go. The giggle of a mysterious puppet is driving the human race insane. When the Doctor discovers the return of a terrifying toy maker, he faces a fight he can never win. Uh, Again, everyone's back on Earth. Things are a little weird. Very similar to when Rose and the Doctor came back from the edge of the universe where they rediscovered the Master again. Mm -hmm. And what's his name?
4: Mm -hmm. He's
1: Prime Minister. Prime Minister, yeah. Saxton. Saxton, uh, uh, Had taken over everything. Um, give me those vibes, but you know, everyone, the, we find ourselves in a scenario where basically everyone thinks they're right all the time, and obviously, <laughs> you know, 2023, um, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you know, uh, com- commentary, no. uh,
3: just, <laughs> I mean, it's still great,
1: just seemed like a 60 Tuesday years to me. of sci
3: fi is uh, what we get. <laughs>
1: hey, So everyone thinks they're right, and obviously that creates a lot of conflict, and they actually ramp it up a little bit to, you know, it's just not that they think they're right, but they think they're aggressively right and are willing to do very aggressive things to prove their point. So, you know, the world is basically a hell in a handbasket, again, 2023. So the doctor has to figure out what's going on, but wait, there's more. (laughs) There's Kate Lethbridge-Stewart appears. Of her. Uh, who we all love walks up I didn't know if she was gonna smack him or hug him I was <laughs> just like uh, let me just sit back and wait and see all right uh, gave him a big hug which again following up on Wilf just you know broke me again because mm-hmm. I, I did love that mm-hmm. relationship I always loved the relationship of you know Lethbridge Stewart uh, and the doctor and then to see that legacy character sort of brought back to life via his daughter was just it's mm-hmm. always just been amazing to me
4: mm-hmm.
1: um and so here we are back at unit and who else is there? Mel. If you know, you know.
2: Exactly. Uh, g-
1: Google it. If you don't know.
0: No sidebar here. The trial of the time Lord is one of the most underrated mm-hmm. doctor who seasons mm-hmm. ever. Colin Baker never gets the, the justice he deserves. That is, I love that season
1: arc. Back 1,000%. 1,000%. I'm just gonna add on this thing. My only problem with Mel is, oh my gosh, she screams so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm like, why were you not hoarse at the end of your whole, you know season screaming with the screaming? Yes. not the the high pitch like Jamie oh. Lee Curtis screams, but the Bayyard
0: a... and the doctor that stand up yes. oh, and the uh, oh, it's no.
1: so good. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, if you if you know what Pluto is, you can probably just go download Pluto for free. There's a whole Doctor Who channel where you can literally sit and watch all of these original Doctor Who episodes that we're talking about, well, except for the ones that you know they lost because no, they didn't save the tapes.
4: Like the uh, Celestial
1: Toy Maker. <laughs> but yeah, <you know>, <laughs> that one. Um, and you you'll be able to get they they literally just run Doctor Who all day, every day through all the series. Um not, up to the, the present day. They don't they don't do the the, the original doctors. Yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. just do the original doctors and you and can hear you can go and watch for yourself all the things that we're talking about right now.
3: Right. Yeah. And and to be clear, you don't even need an app, you don't need a smart TV. Pluto nope. is also just a straight out website that you yep. can stream mm-hmm. on. So you know, anytime, like and this is how and it's free. And it's free, which yep. is amazing. And there's also two Star Trek channels. Mm-hmm. yes um, so well,
1: good stuff on Pluto. You can never go wrong with okay. Pluto. You can never go wrong. Listen, fight me. I don't care. I found hmm. myself watching episodes of Cagney and Lacey on, the, on Pluto. Hashtag what, planet. What's wrong with that? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> hey, nothing. Nice. Right that. Uh, I mean, uh, I've been watching, watching some... quite
3: a bit of uh, Norman Lear in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Nice. Mary Beth. R.I.P. Mary Bet. Mary
1: <laughs> 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 anyway. um, So anyway, let's we find let's ourselves. Let's do it. We we find ourselves back here in the present day of sorts with the doctor and the toy maker and uh Donna and Mel and Kate and everyone else and I can't remember her and Shirley is it? Yeah Oh yes, Shirley, yeah. yeah. Shirley. yeah. Um uh and an little alien who, by the way, they never went back to. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a weird that was that was yeah. weird. I Maybe, thought I, I loved it. That's kind of what Brahman was saying
3: earlier. Don't explain it; just show it. To it just, just, just it's there. Yeah, it's just there. And he's yeah, just doctor, like oh,
0: when oh, they I consulted
1: it. it for the first time. I was like, "Well, that's interesting." it Was <laughs> like the flanks or the failings or something like that. But it was like the doctor was just like, "Huh, no explanation, huh?" Okay. Anyway,
2: he just sort of carries. <laughs> I on loved it. I, it was that it. was straight up doctor well, Who for it, me. it made
3: me. It reminded me of um, Mr. Smith on the series yes. Adventures, yeah. mm-hmm. which is also on um, HBO.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So I I, I always love when they go back to some of the history of the show and they connect the old with the new, uh, Mel being there, uh, Mel sort of coming to terms with, you know, and giving us a little explanation of what, what she did after, you know, they parted. Because you always wonder what exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always love when they go back to Adric because Adric, you know, forward now for Adric. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adric, Adric made the sacrifice. Basically, yeah. Adric is the one who killed the dinosaurs, folks. <laughs> and, and, and,
3: and that, uh, that one was just on Pluto. A couple was it? Yeah. And not only, I mean, I had to stick around till the end, right? And also that end credit is a killer. It's like Ugh. silent end credits mm-hmm. with this little shirt patch in the round of the credits. Oh, it's Adric. tough.
1: Adric was a companion of the dog. He was an alien sort of genius who basically made the ultimate sacrifice and... Uh, it's because of him. We are here today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so um, that was a again. Big
4: doctor as yeah. well. That's Peter awesome. It was doctor. awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so we find ourselves again back, you know, with a big bad that's, you know, tripping up the doctor, playing into the doctor's sort of faltering confidence, you know, striking fear in him again because of that confidence and also because the doctor finally figures out who it is. You can also go back and watch that episode, the original episode of that Actually, No, you can't. You, you even have to go back. Wait, wait, wait. You you not have to go back. There's someone who taped it all on YouTube, and they give you the entire full run through of the Toy Maker and what, uh, and you can watch ex- all the scenes associated with, yeah, what they were referencing in this episode. Okay. It's on YouTube. I watched it again just to give you a, the the background um, with Hartnell uh yeah with a heart a uh, heartle after but uh and,
0: and also note the original toy maker was played by alfred ghoul who was the bruce Wayne. it was uh uh sorry uh was alfred in the 1989 batman oh, the original oh, toy maker yeah yep yes there's so we are many there's so many british nerds. actors that but yeah
1: yeah sorry back to you true, true deep nerds here true yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're among friends here people yes <laughs> yes <laughs> We as, see you. So you are <laughs> <We're> now,
4: seen.
1: <laughs> so we spend two episodes reacquainting, getting a little background, and now it's sort of all right. Time to dig in our heels and 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 do some shit right now. We gotta we gotta we gotta wreck some shit because someone came back and is putting Donna's family in danger, uh, putting uh, Granddad in danger, putting the world in danger, uh, and they gotta figure out how to get there, how to how to fix it. And I love again that Donna does not hesitate. No one even tries to stop her. They're just like, "Hey, that's her partner. They're, they're going to go do their thing. Uh, let them go do their thing. Give them whatever mm-hmm. they need, and off they went to tackle the toy maker." Um, and it was just this—I don't know, highly intelligent, cerebral approach to sort of solving this problem. But what mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm just going to go straight into what I love. When you get to one of the climactic scenes. And it looks like shit's about to go left. All he has to say is Donna and her response. I'm already running.
4: <laughs> I, yeah. love I, loved
1: it. <laughs> I loved it. I rewound that three times. I'm not even oh, kidding.
4: Glorious. Because I
1: always loved when you would talk about, dear God, there's just so much so running. Much running. <laughs> so much running. So much running um i just just look on her face when she turns the corner with like side eye and rolling her eyes like i'm already running yeah (laughs) it just sort of brought you back to the comedy and the relationship and again Mm -hmm. it was just this level of comfort i just i love that i love that i love that i love that you got to they separated them and so once again you got to see that donna was not the companion that needed to be holding the hand of the doctor to Mm -hmm. to save her and she wasn't going to Stand in a corner and scream somewhere and wait for someone else to come get her. She was, she was going to smash some dolls against the wall and, and Ah, oh, she was so great. And then ask, who's next? (laughs) Um, Bobby, you know, (laughs)
2: and
1: and then, you know. It happens.
2: I love um, that she kicked the baby.
1: Kicked <laughs> <kept> the baby. <laughs> cracked, cracked the skull up. Cra- cracked the mom's head up against the wall yeah, and just it was, looked. It was, uh, who's next?
3: I mean, old so, dolls so, are creepy. They all
0: like
4: they they go back so under the table. Yeah, yes. so, <laughs> so
1: I, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. We got uh, full on, um, just adventure. Just you know, Doctor Adventure here. So that was kind of my first impression and what I loved. Uh, What would I wanted to see more of? That (laughs) just you know a little bit more of that, like a fourth episode. Um, uh, you know a little bit more of that that relationship. Uh, I felt like this episode just flew by. Um, before I knew it, we were at what was a very very good and climactic scene, which we'll talk about. But first, we're going to say a little bit about what what did we all love, Bronwyn.
2: I okay. Um, I really enjoyed Neil Patrick Harris being totally unhinged. Completely mm-hmm. forgot
1: to say talk yeah. about talking about neuroplasticity. I Harris, just
2: he brought such incredible energy, and it's hilarious because I'm always a little like uncertain about bringing Americans into uh-huh. forgive me, but George into this, the the, <laughs> the British show. You know, like it just it isn't. all, oh, but oh my god, he nailed it! It was hilarious, like just the way he used his facial expressions to communicate. He's got such a mobile face, and it works so beautifully in this and. Oh my God. I'm so happy to say that Doctor Who is now officially on my list of evidence to support the hill that I will die on, which is that every bit of media is made better by weirdly aggressive dance
1: moves. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Fight me. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Carolyn, <laughs> what about you?
3: Yeah, the Neil Patrick Harris chewing of the scenery was a blast. Um, I, yeah, r- a really great bit of casting there. Um, there was dancing, there was singing. Um, you know, my my poor daughter had to uh, download the Spice Girls song to her to her. <gasps> to her yes, because of this, because it I was. In her head. <laughs> yes, yes that's it. hilarious. Oh uh, my god. Yeah, she had to do it. So you know, that's all the the mark of a good thing. The only the really the only quibble I have was not with the and, and again I just want to attest dolls are creepy. So creepy. So uh-huh. I'm over this. Um, I don't want to say you know about the ending because we'll talk about that all in one uh-huh. but in terms of um, oh no I just lost my train of thought because I was thinking about the ending hang on one second <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so that the really the only problem of all the toy maker stuff until the end is that really the whole time I was just like sweating with dread because i'm like you know what is coming how is this going to go down am i going to be crying in 40 minutes yeah yeah Yeah. so it was so i had to watch it twice because the first time not all the toy maker stuff was registering
1: it was like are they going to do it to Donna a second time
3: how dare they i'm going to watch them both you know, i basically I'm gonna watch them both die again and I don't wanna do I don't wanna go. I don't want I to- will
1: I will say I kept saying to myself, so help me God. If he looks in the camera one more time and says I don't want to go, I'm flipping the table. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh but uh but anyway, John.
0: Oh, I I'm with you. And then I love that the the call back to the, the very early days of television because that's actually one yeah. of the first images on TV. Mm-hmm. Um I was scared about Neil Patrick Harris because I still have um, nightmares about Eric Roberts, the master from the Fox movie. Um, But no, he, 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 he was amazing. Um, Just the, I love a a good unhinged omnipotent being. uh, Mm -hmm. And how do you defeat that? Uh, I, I don't know if I could have taken another tenant death. Um, (laughs) that, That was the whole thing I was it didn't have it in you it was it was it, it's oh. so short you know mm-hmm. it was like it was such a condensed but mm-hmm. i was i was i was prepared for it because it that you just have to get prepared for those because it's going to happen and you can always go back and watch it so i have a little different thought on the ending but we'll get there when we get there
1: yep so speaking of that ending uh we find ourselves having to basically save the universe with a game of catch <laughs> 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 so you know, as one does. Yeah,
3: um, I, can I just interject? Did everybody right. watch the behind the scenes thing of this? I no, but it, clearly
1: no. I need to. Oh, okay. It was, it was. Uh, oh, I did. I'm sorry. I did. Sorry, go ahead.
3: Everything on YouTube. And the hilarious mm-hmm. thing is basically both got all three guys are like, yeah, I could not catch that ball. You to
1: catch you. <laughs> it was pretty obvious
3: from the way it
4: was filmed. <laughs> <laughs> like, their hand. They,
1: they all sucked at it. They said they yeah. tried over and over again and were failing miserably. So they just decided, eh, we'll just keep it in our hand.
2: That's yeah, amazing.
1: The magic of editing. Yeah. So we find ourselves, you know, because again, it's a toy maker, and the whole thing with the toy maker is that you have to win the game, you know, in order to 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 get what you need. Uh, and going back to the history of it all, like I guess if you want to go back and watch that, those episodes or those clips on YouTube, you'll see where the last game was won by the doctor, mm-hmm. William Hartnell Doctor. And then in this episode, the toy maker wins a game. So that puts them even. And so they have to do another game. However, as our doctor is trying to save the day and, and talk his way out of it, the toy maker is just like, mm, enough of that, and basically kills him. And so we find ourselves- Shoots him with a laser. Shoots him with a laser. We find ourselves right in, right in the gut. Right in the gut. And we find ourselves all, you know, you know, experiencing a little bit of trauma at having to go through this again.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But wait, we have Mel on one side and we have Donna on the other side. He goes through the whole regeneration process and it's almost like he just had a little bout of gas. He just says, <laughs> you know, hold on. I was like little concerned finger. when he's like, pull. I'm like, where is this going? Uh, and, you know, it, it, he realizes and recognizes that something is different. Uh, They both pull, and what happens? We have a bi-regeneration, and we get our new doctor and our regenerated 10th doctor or 14th doctor or whatever the hell. I don't know. Tastes great, less feeling doctor. I don't know. (laughs) But we get Shuri Gatwa making his first official appearance as uh, the doctor, and it was fabulous. I will say two things, three things. First? Okay, I'm sorry, but for the
2: listeners out there who don't get the visual on that, Aaron just held up one finger for two things, two fingers for three things, things. and then added the
1: third. You couldn't see the other one, but no. But well, wait, when when I said three things, I still had two fingers (laughs) up. Uh, So first, incredibly moisturized.
2: Oh, my goodness. The skincare regime. Incredibly moisturized.
1: Oh, Two best edge up of any doctor I've ever seen. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, google it. Number 3. Very risky business. Yeah. With, with the exposed thighs. <clears throat>
2: I loved how they split the outfit though. That made yes. that I liked that. That was great.
1: It was I think a really interesting way to introduce you to the doctor without having to the new doctor without having to reduce what we had experienced these last two two and a half episodes with Tennant and and don and uh catherine um brings you to and sort of having that almost official passing of the baton scenario um, I thought was was a really interesting way to do this. Now, this is where I said earlier in the show I was going to come back to a point uh, that my friend uh, wanted me to discuss because he wanted me to defend his position. I will not do that. But uh, <laughs> I will discuss your position. And his position essentially was that doing this, essentially – reduces what makes the doctor special this idea that there are multiple doctors out there well you know we all know there's already another doctor out there trapped in this other universe with with rose Mm -hmm. um and we already know that there's roof out there somewhere so you know we got we got little adjacent doctors already floating all over the place um um, daughter
3: and the doctor's daughter and the doctor's Mm -hmm. daughter so that's the
1: doctor's daughter so all putzing around all over the universe but you felt like this one continued to sort of diminish the value of or diminish the the what makes the, the doctor special uh by sort of splitting it up. Um I don't know if I agree with that. Um I understand the positioning though, because again, if everyone can do something, then you know, is that something special? I get that. Um mm-hmm. but I think what I think what oftentimes makes the doctor special is yes, the the shared history, but the independent characterizations of, of each doctor. So I think yeah. I think David was one type of doctor. Matt was another type of doctor, but their shared history um definitely connected them. I think Shuti is going to be, and if you've had an opportunity to see some of those uh trailers online, mm-hmm. um Shuti is going to be a very, very different type of doctor um who is just going to separate themselves entirely from what came before. And I think because of that, you'll always be able to love the previous doctors. Yeah. I think if they were, I think if you had Capaldi come right after Eccleston, then it wouldn't have worked because they were too similar, but you had Tenet and then Smith and then Capaldi and there was a circle of life of, all right, you had this war doctor, this sort of beaten and, and upset and disturbed doctor, you know, that Rose and then Martha and then Donna eventually made into something more empathetic. Um, I purposely left out Clara because why? Clara um, didn't
2: bring empathy to that
1: scene. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, and yes, Amy, I recognize some of you love Amy. Live your best lives. Um <laughs> But it's it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> oh,
0: this is yeah. kind of I'm I'm not 100 percent with your friend, but I did have a bit of a problem with the fact that, um, there is D- David Tennant is still the doctor out there,
4: uh-huh.
0: and I'm wor and I'm not worried about Russell doing it. But we all know how the internet is. If this doctor goes. Doesn't resonate with people where we just have the online bro mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. that you're going to be bros. like, well, we always have David Tennant in our pocket that we can yeah. pull out his adventures. And I, I I think I loved the 15th doctor. I loved I loved how refreshed he was and and vibrant. And I cannot, yeah. I didn't quite understand, like, were, are we pulling him from other timelines so that he's been the doctor for a while, which I'm sure it's all going to be answered. I just did not. I didn't want to see David Tennant die, but I also didn't want him floating out there to be replaced by the BBC if this new incarnation doesn't go the way they want it to.
4: Yeah. I
2: I agree with with you. I feel like that's, it was a bit of a risky move. Mm -hmm. I feel like there may be other ways, but that said, like, they did sort of do that with the... Mm-hmm. you know, Rose tenant situation where they kind yeah. of made him human and popped him off on that one, you know? Yeah. So like, there are different options here for how to handle that. But for me, with respect to your friend's argument, like, I guess, I i mean, I, I'm going to sort of straight up say I don't agree with it. No. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry.
1: Well, with all disrespect to your friend's I know I'm kidding. No, no. You <laughs> no, know, no, like no, everybody
2: is entitled to their own, right? Uh, I just, I feel like it's, Things that make people special, and that includes, like, you know, everyday people and the doctor and Uh whoever and whatever, it's not a zero-sim equation, Mm -hmm. you know? Adding something to it, changing it, pulling, you know, doesn't make what you already had less. Yeah. And I think the more we can pull away from that concept, the better off we all are. Um, But it's not that I don't see the argument. I absolutely do. You know, because now you have, you know, like, historically, we've had, like, The Doctor, and it was always The Doctor. But we definitely have uh, a lot of variety over 60 years of storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's more than just The Doctor out there. There's always been more Time Lords. There's mm-hmm. always been more seditious Time Lords, you know? Um I mean, friggin' Missy. Oh, I
4: <laughs> love Missy. I'm sorry, oh, I just oh, do. Missy.
2: Uh, <laughs> that woman can spank me
3: any day she wants, is all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, and if anybody is not watching Doom Patrol, she is in the later seasons. So even mm-hmm. if you didn't get pulled into, like, the first season or two, watch mm-hmm. the ones with her, because she's just as great there as she is. She'll run you she's She's incredible. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I feel like,
2: I feel like shooty is bringing this incredible youthful vitality to um, this character that, you know, has historically been old, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and Jody started that, not started it, like, obviously, Matt Smith brought a lot of youth to it. And even David Tennant, um, who had been previously the youngest doctor, um... But there's something about the way Jody and then Shooty bring this vitality to this character that is just because we have 60 years of history, because we have all of this storytelling behind this character. I mean, he he's not human, they're not they're not human, so they don't necessarily have to have human reactions, but they are human presenting. So <laughs> Therapy is still in order,
4: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> you know, 7 billion years of trauma equals PTSD. So no matter how many hearts you have, I'm just saying. <laughs> so it's nice to see that we can have the one thing I took away from this is that the, we can have a little bit of that um, catharsis and and trauma healing in the form of David Tennant, where he's he doesn't have to be the doctor all the time, but he still has the option to kind of get out and be fun. Mm-hmm. whereas we can focus on the youthful doctor who has the benefit of David Tennant doing the work to heal. Yeah. You know, so we kind of get the best of both, which to me is awesome. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind seeing David Tennant come back, but just never to replace yeah. because Holy crap. So I, I also felt
1: like, and maybe I was just reading too much into it. I also felt like this was literally this them just... Peeling the trauma away. Yeah. All right, we'll just leave that there.
2: Yeah, there was definitely an element of
0: that hardcore. We
1: could go over here and have fun and not have to. We don't have to
0: carry the baggage anymore. Exactly. We We don't don't. have to
1: carry the baggage of all that (laughs) stuff.
0: We don't have have to carry Steve Moffat's baggage. (laughs) How dare you?
2: <laughs> no, but it's true. It's true. They're leaving it in Donna's garden.
3: with. the mole. dare <laughs> you? Oh, I
0: though. love Stephen Moffat. Don't get me wrong, but he's the one who piled it on
3: or oh, started do that. that
0: trend. Yeah.
3: Only do you have this, you know, billi- literally billions of years have gone by for the doctor mm-hmm. where he's punching through this wall a little bit at a time. But there's also, again, when you watch a bunch in a row, you're just like, Wow. The, the number of meditations on death in the, uh-huh. in the Capaldi years is like
4: uh-huh. crushing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> it's really, he it was, is serious. Yeah. damn
1: near suicidal for like a full season. I think no,
3: yeah. God. Like it's wild.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. it's, it's really tough. And, and yeah, so, I mean, I, I agree with everything all three of you were saying, like I had, you know, personally, as I think is probably clear. David Tennant is my favorite doctor. Yeah. Um, so I did not want to see him die. Like I'm mm-hmm. for seeing him die. Didn't like it the first time. Figured I wouldn't like it the second time either. And so that's just kind of a bummer. But it's the bummer that you face when you know that it's regeneration episode. Mm-hmm. So like I felt like oh, it's so awesome that he did not die and Donna did not die. Like that yep. just so great. It was one of those times where the writer instead of giving you you know the better story, that's the tough story. Mm-hmm. The audience doesn't want. He think he was like, you know what? I'm going to give them what they want because Tom Baker and give you the jelly babies. (laughs) So so I, I loved that. And I loved the way that he wrote it to make it happen in a way that it not only made the story make sense for that episode, but it did exactly what all of you were saying, which is that it allowed, it allows for this new doctor to be unencumbered by these couple of billion years. Yeah. Terrible stuff, exhausting stuff, traumatic stuff that's happened. Yeah. It allows the retirement of this one doctor who can pop up occasionally if he wants. Um, it allows the new doctor to be adventurous and energetic and go dancing, which I'm very excited to see. Um, he can also wear little shorts doing that. That would be fine. Uh-huh. Um, guys for days. But, I, I, <laughs> but like, like you guys were saying, my my more meta- worry was immediately you know after my own like this is really great you know all the academic brain immediately kicked in right so even Mm -hmm. while it's still happening Mm -hmm. it's like what are people going to say about this are people going to say this is the first black doctor this is the first queer doctor and he's not even getting his own moment in this episode Not even, not even now, he's Hmm. going to be competing with the person who's probably the most popular doctor. I could see that. That was my worry as well. And that Hmm. was, and I didn't feel that way. And I felt that it was very, if you look physically, I mean, literally physically in terms of the actor's marking, as soon as they kind of separate, Mm -hmm. David Tennant actually takes a couple steps Mm -hmm. back. He does. Yeah. Physically back.
1: And it yeah. yeah. seemed brighter with This like, yeah. oh, like the lighting seemed brighter. Uh, and he was like it was a
2: just... literal ray of dry. sunshine the whole the time. He was,
1: oh. he was very well moisturized. He was, oh your,
0: he was your classic happy, upbeat doctor who yeah. wasn't scared being in the middle of a dire
1: situation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: The right. hugging, though. Like, he yeah. wasn't just the happy, <laughs> upbeat doctor. He okay. was hugging. Loved the hugging.
1: I loved when he looked at them. He's like, all right, now get out. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> loved it.
3: No, did anybody watch with subtitles? Because I did.
1: So no. I did not, but I do want to just one last Easter egg before we we go, and then we can sort of go into like thoughts of what we what we're looking forward to for the Christmas and and the other thing. But one little Easter egg, toymaker talked about how he trapped the master in his gold tooth. Yeah, mm-hmm. at and the then end the- of the episode, we see someone picking up that gold tooth. Yep. So clearly the master is gonna be back. Please, God, don't let it be Sasha Darwin. I just I'm oh just God, no. I can't I can't live through that again. I just if I have to see him spittle his way through an entire episode because he can't keep it to spit in his mouth from yelling, mm-hmm. I just I can't do it. And that it's was gonna, gonna, a hard I, I'm lunch. sorry,
2: but the but Missy was the best master the best. incarnation. Mm-hmm. But By but the
3: this for this Sir Derek
1: Jacobi. Yeah, I would and agree he with held
3: that. That flamey thing up, and he was like, "I, am
2: the master." I mean, that was great. God. Don't get me wrong, wrong, but Missy was high mm. key. Like, oh, for sure, yeah. for sure.
1: I don't think I think she played super well off of Capaldi. I don't know. I don't know who would play. It's going to to be a very special doctor.
2: Yeah, I'm not saying that Missy should come back as the master. But no, 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 no. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying that she's going to be a tough act to follow because, as far as I'm concerned, she knocked it out of the
0: park. I I, almost want
1: them to go. I almost want them to go considerably older for the master this time. I want some like
0: more like a a revered gentleman, like the like a mastermind behind the scenes. Bring back the black suits and all of that. I don't know. Mm -hmm.
2: I want to see a. Pretty, white, blonde, blue-eyed
4: Ooh,
3: girl. Okay. like a yeah, I could see that. Yep, I could see that.
1: Because um, nobody
3: ever sees that shit coming. But
1: go ahead, Carolyn. <laughs> okay,
3: thanks. Um, on this, because I have just done this rewatch, I watched John Sim, the master's funeral pyre,
4: mm-hmm.
3: like five days ago. And I can tell you that the framing of the shot is exactly the same. And the hand is exactly the same.
4: Wow. It oh. is a
3: it is a female red fingernailed hand mm. that is about this far across the screen that picks did it. She up. Die? Just like it picked up the ring out of it. Yeah.
1: Mm. did she die?
3: I can't you know, remember. She... No,
1: she didn't. I can't remember. Oh well, there you have it.
3: Wait, you're saying she like you think it was the wife?
1: The wife, yeah.
3: I'm not sure if it was the wife, honestly. What? I wonder if it was one of those culty people. Uh, okay. I, I assumed it was the wife at the time, but given Give that showing it now i don't know
1: to this day does anyone know who the lady in white was who had who covered her eyes in that episode i no, no yes nothing.
3: because i read an interview with russell where he said he meant her to be um uh, the doctor's mother okay.
1: oh i had read that somewhere as well and i was like okay i don't know if this was like fanfic or something like that okay <laughs> Honestly, Wait, I don't the, know.
3: the subtitle thing i wanted to say go ahead yeah Yes. Yeah, sorry that the, the only reason i'm bringing it up is that after the by generation, every time David Tennant spoke, it said 10th doctor
1: colon. That's true. I did what Jesus Christ, I forgot. I watched it with it. And subtitles. I was like,
3: what is happening? Is this a mistake? And if this is not as a mistake, uh, not a mistake, what is it supposed to be?
4: Mm. Uh, huh. It
1: seemed
3: like a weird mistake to make for like
2: 15 minutes.
1: I got nothing.
2: So it went from being the doctor to the 10th doctor. Is that
0: Somebody, well, still- somebody at the BBC typed wrong is what
4: I think.
1: Mm. I don't know. Well, now that we've summarized these three episodes, I do uh, hope that you all go take a, a second to check out, check out these episodes. Maybe even go back on Pluto and see some of the old stuff so you're a little bit more informed. Or, you know, take the cheater's way out and go to YouTube um, and, <laughs> and, and look up the things. Um, but... Uh, this is, again, just the beginning of what we have coming uh, to us from the doctor. Uh, we know that there's a Christmas special, the return of the, the infamous Christmas special, Ricciuti, uh in just a few days uh, after you were uh, listening to this episode. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? You may hear from us again. I'm not promising. I'm not saying no. We'll figure it out. Um, but we also have the coming soon the launch of season one of Doctor Who, and yes, it is being called season one of Doctor Who, all on Disney Plus. Um, whereas the old episodes of the new the new uh, generation, if you want to call it that, are still on uh, HBO Max. So you know you're going to have to live in a you know sort of split relationship there with the Doctor. Um, <laughs> we are looking forward to you it. have a threesome We're- by going back to Pluto. Hey, listen. You know I stand a thruple. <laughs> Everyone put your keys in the bowl. Just saying. Figure out what you're going to do. Um, and so what are we looking at just really super quickly? Because, uh, you know, we want to wrap an- this up. Okay. So. Super quickly. What are we looking forward to uh, in both the Christmas special and season one? What are we just looking forward to in general with the new doctor? Uh, Caroline.
3: Um energy, moisturization, uh, dancing. Um, yeah, I think, I think mostly just sort of, um, you know, energy and fun and curiosity and running, um, in ways that just leave behind the heavy heaviness of the last- uh the last two doctors because didn't we where we left off with Jody Whitaker is like half the universe dead or something.
1: Don't get me started on that. That could be a whole other episode with okay, the flux. Yeah, yeah. We'll okay. we'll do uh oh, a, 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 a episode six twenty nine point seven five. I don't <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now just, we're gonna talk about the flux. <laughs> we're having started exactly, just talking about the flux. Yeah exactly. I because uh, uh, I don't, uh, anyway. Keep
4: that behind
3: and have some fun adventures.
1: Yeah. Uh Bronwyn.
3: Uh, That
2: smile. I am so looking forward to that smile. That, oh my God, shooty is, mm, I would say arguably the best looking doctor that we've ever had. Um, I just, aesthetically, I'm looking forward to some color. I'm looking forward to um, playing with styles and and fabrics and things like that. Like, I, I know that's sort of a silly thing to be looking forward to, but like, We were talking before the show started recording about um, the fourth Doctor, because Tom Baker will always be my fave, and about, you know, his switch from... (laughs) His regular attire to the purple jacket and how we felt about it. <laughs> like this is so sort of the sartorial kind of setup for the doctor is always a thing. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Shuti brings to that because I, I feel like there's an opportunity here for some greatness, you know, for a lot of really kind of textured and 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 beautiful set dressing. Um I'm looking forward to optimism. I'm looking forward to like empathy and positivity and just sort of have that return to the, the doctor focusing on what humanity has that's worth keeping instead of what humanity has that's not. <laughs> you know awesome. we're all we're all very well aware <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: of, of of what humanity is capable of in the in the negative sphere. I love Dr. Who for bringing forth what humanity is capable of in the positive. and I'm looking forward to getting more of that
1: awesome john
0: i I agree with everything that's been said here, um positivity, fun adventures. I did I would be remiss. We did get an email that kind of sparked this whole. Uh, e- getting together and Kevin one of the listeners to Talking Comics asked is the new Disney Plus offering a good jumping on point I would say yes mm-hmm. it's a, it's always a good time to jump in with a, a new doctor you're going to have a fun time if you like this doctor and this, this will be your doctor then like the fourth is our doctor uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then you can go back and watch if you like this then you go back and watch but I would absolutely say I, I hope being on Disney plus oh, oh, brings in a whole new viewership um, yeah. and then you can go seek it out. But I just want fun adventures and kind of like what Bronwyn is saying. I want, the, I want a doctor who want, who is still in love with humanity and will do anything to save
3: it.
4: Yes. And, and I agree. You what you
3: said about the being on Disney plus what one of us should have mentioned by now they're clearly spending money on this show.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: One of, one of the, the charms of the old show was that it, looked it looks like, like garbage <laughs> it's yeah. still amazing it's like total absolute garbage and you <laughs> loved it you and was, and that was
1: were in a, a box. It a, yes it, it is. was a, it was yeah. a televised school play is totally, what it was totally. oh
3: my god so um, much and was, i was still terrified uh, okay <laughs> but this was like a stunning thing to see like they yeah. are they are spending the cash they're clearly reusing avengers tower that's a different yeah. thing.
1: But <laughs> so, I mean, yep. I'm I'll okay with it. that. Hey, That's Tony fine. sold it. Tony sold it. Uh, listen, you know what? I'm okay. Reduce,
2: with reuse, it. recycle, folks.
1: <laughs> I'm okay with it. So, but I am looking to, forward to all those things. I'm looking forward to seeing a, a bit of Huchy's personal sense of humor infused into the doctor, mm-hmm. um, his comedic timing, but his ability to sort of uh, draw some tears out of you. I'm also looking forward to thick thighs and tight pants. Oh my goodness! Um, you know, there's that. <laughs> But, you know, I do have to say there's probably going to be a little bit of drama there, because let's remember, he is a gay black man traveling through time. Just yes. saying. Um, you know. If he can I'll be in
2: love with humanity, anyone can be in love with it's humanity. Gonna be that's a, all I'm saying.
1: It's going to be a little something. Going to mm-hmm. be some commentaries here and there, I'm sure. Um, but again, I'm looking forward to that adventure. I'm looking forward to lots of running. I'm looking forward to the banter. From what I've seen online of the, 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 the relationship between he and the the new companion looks like there's a lot of banter that's going to be there. Um, I'm hoping it is banter that is surrounded by love and, and used to sort of build a great friendship between the two and, and not an Amy Pond scenario, but again, (laughs) that's a, that's a, that's a 629.8 episode <laughs> um I don't know that's another story but I stand, Amy Rory I just oh <laughs> so yeah I, I would imagine we would all stand a, a husband and wife but that's another story altogether again where does the doctor fit in there apparently in the uh, bedroom but
2: mm. look and you say that like it's a bad thing
1: <laughs> hey again <Different> strokes <laughs> live your oh never mind this is a family show um so, with that said,
4: We're
1: with that said, I do think this is a good point to wrap up. I think, in summary, we'll just say, obviously, we all love this. We all love being reunited with our mm-hmm. friends, you mm-hmm. know on the show, um, and got our whistles wet for what's to come with this new doctor. A great introduction to the new doctor. I know our good friend Melissa. Was excited about the vibe that this episode with Chi provided and was looking forward to seeing what that brought to the new season. Uh, so, you know, I guess you'll maybe you know hear from us again. Let us know what you think. Do you want to hear more of us rambling on about the doctor and what we thought, or you know, if not, we don't care. We'll probably come back anyway. <laughs>
4: <That's> <laughs> so you're not the
1: you're not the boss. Yeah, of me, yeah. But what we'll do what do we want? It. <laughs> it's just the way it is.
3: We're so, adults here. now. We get to decide what that means. Thank <laughs> you. Me. you. <laughs> me. you want to come back <laughs> and talk about a few of these new ones and uh, maybe yeah.
4: talk about a few. Hit
1: ones. us up. Hit us up. Let us know. With that said, thank you guys so much, John, Bronwyn, Carolyn, for, you know, taking a little time to come out and chat with me tonight about the doctor. Uh, We will see you all again soon, one way or another. And, you know, there's going to be other episodes of our year end that are going to be popping up. So you'll be able to hear us (laughs) go on and on and on. And some people may become a little bit more intoxicated throughout the hours um, (laughs) uh, about what we loved about the year uh in nerd them uh so keep your eyes open for those things uh but here we are again reaching another end of a very special episode of the talking comics podcast and our doctor who specials review Uh, obviously i want to thank our guests again eisner award winner professor dr carolyn coca as well (laughs) as our regular crew bronwyn and john for taking some time out to discuss our favorite time lord and you know sharing the excitement of what's to come on disney plus you know, if you have any comments or feedback that you want to share with us, don't hesitate to reach out to us via Instagram at Talking Comics Podcast. You know, let us know what you thought about the specials, you know, what you thought about what we thought about the specials, blah, 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 all that stuff. Or you can just email us at podcast at com. We hope that everyone has a great holiday season. And who knows, you may hear from us again, like I said, uh, after Christmas. Until then. <laughs> Be good to each other. Who (laughs) knows? (laughs) Who knows? There you go. Yes, exactly. This is where we need the visual.
2: (laughs) And
1: and again, uh, be good to each other. And until next time on the Talking Comics Podcast, be continued.